0: You're listening to episode six of the Burnout to Boss podcast. Welcome to the Burnout to Boss podcast, where executive coach and yoga teacher, Maria Loida teaches ambitious corporate women how to create massive success in their careers without sacrificing their families, personal lives, health, and most importantly, themselves. If you wanna make more money, gain promotions and raises, build respect in the office, demand gravitas with senior clients and peers, and generate the biggest impact possible, all while enjoying the life you want and without overworking? It's time to rise from burnout to boss. The world is waiting for your leadership. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, executive coach and yoga teacher, Maria Lloyda. Thank you for being here. Today, we're talking about how to motivate your team. Such an important topic and thing to master. So put in your headphones. I like to listen to podcasts while I cook dinner or go for a walk. Get yourself set up. Maybe grab a notebook for this one. Um, and let's jump in. Before we like dive deep into the content, I want to remind you that I'm giving away a pair of AirPod Pros and a basket of goodies to support your well-being at work and to be entered to win this gift. I'm asking you to rate and review the podcast. When you do, screenshot your review and then send me a DM on Instagram with it and I will enter your name. You can find me on Instagram at MariaRoseLoyda all one word, no periods, no underscores. Okay, so let's jump in. Today we're talking about how to motivate your team. I hear from a lot of managers that insist that their teams can be really defined by the following and see if these resonate with you or that you've ever said them before about your own team. That your team isn't motivated, they're never getting their stuff done on time, they don't really seem to care, they're lazy, aren't productive, they need to be babysat or handheld, or they have low energy. So if any of this sounds familiar, this is the podcast to listen to. And okay, so not to completely oversimplify this, but all motivation problems can be solved by understanding and working with one root cause or idea. And that thing is autonomy. Okay. So even when it seems like there's no way to pull any life, I'm just jumping all the way in right now. So even when it seems like there's no way to pull any life out of your people, the truth is that all humans want to grow, learn, and expand. So just Just shifting or staying in this belief about your people and looking for that in your people will get you really, really far. If you turn off the podcast right now and that's all you get, that will put you a step ahead. To take this further, so this urge to grow, learn, and expand, it's part of the human DNA. And the way that we know this is because we aren't still living in a cave. We have cell phones and airplanes. Our desire as humans to expand can be seen in anything that once didn't exist on earth and now does only because humans are alive, breathing and creating things, right? Like we can be pretty certain that like horses, we're never going to make an airplane. That is because humans live on earth and because of our desire to learn and tinker and innovate and make new things and be creative, etc. This is just part of being a human being. We forget that so quickly, right? So people will naturally begin to feel stagnant when they feel that they're just going through the motions, not learning and just being told what to do. And you've probably been there before. You've probably been in a situation earlier in your career where you had a manager or a boss who just kind of gave you this laundry list of things to do, which you might even idolize now. You might look back at that time and be like, man, why did I hate that? Why didn't I just do the things and then just go home and party? (laughs) Or like do whatever I wanted. I think back about my early career and I remember being still stressed whenever I was kind of being just told what to do. And I think, oh man, what a waste of of uh, energy. Like remember that you likely also felt a little bored and probably didn't have your best experience underneath a manager or a boss that was like all over you or kind of a micromanager, right? We've all heard that saying that people don't leave companies, they leave managers. And I, I agree with it. And I think that it's really true. So it's important to know the other force at play within every single human brain, which is also taking the path of least resistance. So these two things might seem in total conflict with one another, but this is why you might see your team's eyes glaze over when you're giving them a list of tasks, especially if they're not involved in kind of like the problem solving of those tasks or being kind of given a little bit of leash or leeway to go figure something out and tinker with it. So when you give them the answer, their brain kind of goes to sleep or Or rather, the brain will naturally just spend its energy somewhere else, thinking about something else, potentially something completely unrelated to work anyway, right? Because there's all kinds of things that our brains are thinking about and pondering and wondering about all the time. So as a manager or as someone who, who's motivating your team, you can play into like either human instinct. And if you wanna motivate your team, I highly suggest playing into their impulse and instinct to grow and expand and learn and problem solve and be creative. And so this means creating and giving autonomy to each of your team members. So of course, like the question you're asking yourself now is like, okay, cool, I'm on board, I get it. I get like the deeper kind of human makeup or human design how do I create autonomy? I want to pause here and just look at your belief systems first, right? So much of what I work on with my clients and so much of my philosophy on executive coaching is understanding how our thoughts manifest and create our results, which is an extremely powerful thing to do. So let's look at your belief systems first. What are you believing about your team that's keeping you really involved? Or what are you believing about your team that's keeping you kind of giving answers or laying out every single detail for them? And this might be different depending on your level within your organization, but just allow yourself to be honest with yourself about like what's keeping you in a place where you're you might be solving more problems than you need to. Where are you holding on to processes, idea generation, or problem solving? And then what are you believing about yourself that's keeping you in the process? So what are you believing about your team that's keeping you there or keeping you overly looped in perhaps? What are you believing about yourself that's keeping you doing the same thing over and over again or feeling like you need to be in control or keeping you in the process or needing to solve the problems it's likely that there are themes of not trusting others to be resourceful and successful and themes of not trusting yourself that you can interact in a different way with people to create even more success than you're creating now that like you have to keep things the way that they are now you have to kind of stay looped in and you have to be kind of micromanaging and checking in on everything or else everything's going to fall apart if If you're not trusting your team or yourself, it's gonna be really difficult to build autonomy. So just before you do anything, take a look at that and you can kind of take yourself across the, the bridge by asking yourself, what could you think to create more trust with your team and yourself? What could you start looking for? How could you start seeing the ways in which your team is resourceful and successful? How can you start looking for and focusing more on the ways that your team is problem solving and generating ideas and is proactive and motivated rather than how they're not as a way to help build more trust? What could you think to create more trust with your team or yourself? Can you believe that you can step back and still trust your team or that things won't fall apart? Once you clearly understand your current beliefs about your team and you start to kind of play around with what could be an alternative narrative, here are some questions that you can ask yourself about each of your reports or team members to take this a little bit further and to start generating a little bit more autonomy. How could I give them more of this process? This process, meaning any process that you feel like you're really like looped into or that is a process that nobody's motivated around. How could I let them be more responsible for the outcome? How could I be more clear about how I will measure success or how could my team present how they would measure success to see if we're on the same page? What could I teach them to help them take this over, like take over a process with less of my supervision? What are your judgments about a certain process and how might that be affecting how other people are experiencing it as well? Right? (laughs) Sometimes when we think something is like lame or boring or just like keeping the lights on, when we treat it that way, other people can feel that. And then they also are like, well, this isn't important. So you don't think it's important and you don't know why you're telling me to do it. So like, why would I get excited about it? We can... You can, every single task at work, you can frame up as an opportunity for your team. If it's essential to the business or to the organization, helping your team see why is really important, even if it's a stepping stone, even if it's like, listen, I know this isn't the most fun task, but once you master this and you practice some skills and how to teach it to someone else, you'll be able to move on and do something else that is you know, maybe a little bit more fun for you. There's always a way to frame like the order of things and how you can like progress and expand your knowledge or expand someone else's knowledge that can get them excited about the overall process of mastering something even if the thing that's right in front of them is you know kind of like eating broccoli understanding like the bigger benefit eating broccoli is like really good for your health and it creates a situation where you don't have to say no to you know what somebody else serves you right there's all these you could like come up with all kinds of benefits for a child to like learn to like broccoli. You can do the same thing at work. And and I encourage you to do that in a way that feels like real and honest. Okay, so autonomy doesn't live completely on its own. It's the main theme that I want you to start thinking about in terms of motivating your team. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. So imagine the word autonomy at the top of your notebook, and then mentally kind of draw two lines from that word, like two sides of a triangle, if you're making a little diagram in your mind or in your notebook. And then under one line, it says giving the team what they need to succeed. And the second line underneath it will say, believe in them. (laughs) Autonomy plus giving your team what they need to succeed plus believing them in them is, an extremely, extremely powerful combination and is all that you need to motivate your team and to create a culture of support and expansion. Because here so here's the deal, like autonomy doesn't mean that you just leave your team hanging, hand over all the projects and peace out and like get coffee or a beer. This is a really often mistake made by managers and I want to be really clear that that's not what I'm saying and I don't want you to also fall into that pitfall or have that pitfall. Being a manager is often a little bit like parenting in in this way. So being a manager is often about knowing when to feed each of your people the bottle versus pureed food versus solid food versus an adult meal versus asking them to grocery shop versus asking them to chop some vegetables versus preparing one dish versus cooking the entire meal, right? There's a balance in how much you feed them and or ask them to do based on what they're ready for. And this is different for every single person based on their seniority, past work and uh, career experience and experience with you as a manager. So don't be fooled here because seniority doesn't always mean someone is ready for total autonomy or more autonomy than someone with less experience. It's really, really based on the individual and approaching this individually is the fastest way to develop people. And I can guarantee you that if you are in the business of developing people and helping them grow and expand and see where their like blind spots are and teaching them, you will become an extremely powerful boss that everybody wants to like be on that team, right? Because it, it it taps into this core idea again, that people want to grow and learn and expand. Okay. So the way you transition into giving your team more autonomy is taking time to teach your team what they need to take on more and more. This is kind of one way that you give them what they need to succeed. And then the other way is to use your seniority or your position to give them visibility into what they can't see, like information from meetings that you're in that they are not in or to help them remove roadblocks. So an example of this might be kind of defining roles and responsibilities with another department head so that your team can be more efficient or so that person can be more efficient, like getting like roadblocks out of their way for them, passing on information that they need to help them make decisions, informed and educated decisions. Okay, look out for another podcast coming up. I think it's episode eight in a couple weeks on delegating. And I'll go a little bit deeper into this idea of teaching your team this concept of like knowing when to what to give each person and when and how you can kind of think about that and approach it in a way that is really helpful for teams and managers. So let's transition a bit to talk about believing in your team. We talked about the beliefs that you can start to generate about yourself and your team in order to create more trust. But what happens when your team makes a mistake or something goes wrong, right? Most of your instincts right now, probably tell you to take back the autonomy that was given, tighten the reins and take control. Like clean it up. I'm taking over. You know, I gave you a chance to prove yourself. You didn't. And now it's over. The truth is that there are very, very, very few moments to actually do that. (laughs) Instead, how could you teach? How could you use a mistake to teach your team how to like deal with mistakes? Everything can be used as an opportunity for teaching. Everything can be used as an opportunity to, to give your team more of what they need to succeed, even if they made a mistake. So how could you equip your team to handle their mistake or their misstep well and with some grace? How can you teach them to communicate a mistake and help them like think about how to problem solve it to senior leaders, right? That's something that you've probably mastered. So how can you teach your team to do the same? How can you help shape the questions that they are asking themselves when something doesn't go to plan or performs less ideally than anticipated, right? Consider like your thought process when something kind of falls apart or doesn't land how you thought it was gonna land. Consider your thought process and how you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna communicate this to the client or I'm gonna reframe this in a different way. Think about your thought process and teach your team the thought process, not the answers that you arrived at. Let them take your thought process and see if they can and see how they would get answers from that, right? So how can you believe in your team's resourcefulness and trust that they can problem solve their way through a new situation or a mistake situation, et cetera? Because every time you do this, two really important things are happening. You're giving your team invaluable tools to be successful and create value in the workplace, allowing them to grow their careers, make more money and thrive. And (laughs) this is kind of an intense example, but I love giving it. Because when you're really like helping someone expand their career, grow, and you're giving them tools, the tools to succeed, right? You're like teaching them how to go about a job and how to problem solve. And you give them the leash to like make mistakes. This could be like the difference between them sending their children to college or not right? Because when you teach them these tools, they can repeat them over and over, continue to get promoted, continue to make more money. Like it could be the difference between like them changing their family's entire financial situation or not. Like you're giving them so much more than some task or process, right? Like if you think about the way that that that's your responsibility as a manager to really like equip people with tools for success. The whole way that you think about work and your job and your employees becomes so much more valuable and important and essential. Plus like teaching people how they can, you know, how to fish rather than just feeding them the fish. It's so much more fun and engaging for people. Like instilling in people that they have the tools to create success wherever they go and whatever they do. This is what feeds motivation. The second thing that's happening is that the more opportunities you create for your team to be autonomous, you create more opportunities for you to step into higher functions. When your team is motivated, they grow, and so do you. And so these are the tools that I work on with my clients every day, and it makes such a huge difference in the happiness of their team and a huge difference in their own success. So go to my website at marialoyda.com and sign up for my waitlist to become a master motivator. Create happy teams cultures, which is this essential skill to becoming a sustainable and powerful boss. Before I go, I want to remind you one more time to rate and review the podcast. This is how you can help get it into the hands of other women like you that are wanting to expand their careers and create success without sacrifice to work in a different way. You can win a pair of AirPod Pros and a basket of goodies that's going to support your well-being at work. When you rate and review the podcast, take a screenshot of the review. Send me a DM on Instagram with the screenshot. I'm at Maria Rose Loida, and I will enter you in to win the AirPod Pros and this basket. I can't wait to see you there. Thanks for listening today, everyone. I will see you in episode seven.